Welcome to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. The energy of the dark feminine is rising. Are you ready to reclaim your power? Understand the power of the dark mother of creation in astrology, Lilith. It's time for the world to recognize the power of dark feminine energy and how you can use it to heal, transform, and create the magic in your own life. Hello, tribe. I'm so excited to introduce Rashonda Tramble to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. Rashonda is a professional tarot reader, creator of Stay Woke Tarot, and the author of the book, The Numinous Tarot Guide, A New Way to Read the Cards. She has also been reading tarot for over 20 years, a member of Mensa, and is a certified Reiki master. Rashonda has also worked in radio, television, marketing, and communications. Welcome, Rashonda. Thank you, Adama. Thank you so much for having me, for inviting me. I'm pleased to be here. My pleasure. I read the tarot guide and it really helped me with my tarot practice. So I wanted to share all of your wisdom with my listeners and anyone on, on the web in the podcast sphere. So the first question I have for you is your origin story. I would love to hear it more in depth and how and why you began reading tarot. Wow. Okay. Well, my origin it's story, <laughs> it's, it's like, how much time do we have? I mean, I could take up the whole, okay, no, I'll give yeah. you the, the, I'll give, no, I'll give you the short story. Basically, um, I started reading tarot or my experience was tarot. Let's just put it like that. Started about, I know I keep saying 20 years, but actually it's about 25 years now. So about wow. 25 years ago, I was a reporter for a TV station back in the States, and I've been given an assignment to interview someone, a woman who practiced Reiki. She was also a tarot reader, and she refused to read my cards, uh, refused to do the story with me unless she read my cards. And so she read my cards. I really, you know, I enjoyed the session, and I said, okay, there's something to this. And so that's what started me on the road to reading tarot and experiencing tarot. That's amazing. So it yeah. just, it's like, kind of like fell into your lap and you just explored it from there. It fell into my lap and I explored it and I used it mostly for myself for the longest time. I read for myself. I didn't really let too many people know that I was doing it and I was okay. I was fine. It was my thing. And probably about, I mean, I've been reading professionally. I've been saying five years, but a little bit longer now. It wasn't until I read for a friend in a restaurant here in Switzerland where, where they were like, you know, you really need to do this professionally. And it started from there, you know, the professional side of it. But yeah, that's basically my origin story in a nutshell. I love that when it, it presents itself to someone, it's not like, mm -hmm. oh, I was like running around, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like it just presented mm -hmm. itself to you. That's really how a lot of these spiritual modalities happen. And that's the same with Reiki, that, that same reader. It it was the same. Well. It, exactly. It was the same thing where it sparked my interest in Reiki. I will admit that I, you know, I was a skeptic. I was a skeptic for decades, for decades, for decades. And then I started studying Reiki and experiencing it and, and doing the, the transmissions here in Switzerland. And it's sort of it, it, my teacher was sort of a I won't say she was a skeptic, but she was definitely not the type you know, of, you know, rainbows coming out of everywhere and unicorns. She was the same way. Right. She was a skeptic, but it worked for her. And I liked her approach. Right. And she's like, you know, either it works for you. If it doesn't, you know, she, I believe Reiki works. 
just do what you think is necessary. And I like that. I don't, I don't feel comfortable when someone gets almost evangelical with something. It's just saying, oh, yeah. They give, yeah, they give you the opportunity and they say, hey, if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. And I'm the same way with tarot too. I'm not, uh, I'm not evangelical with it. I love that. So do you integrate in your tarot readings Reiki or are these two separate services? How does that typically work? I don't, I don't provide Reiki to people I do tarot with. I do it for myself. I have done Reiki for, you know, clients coming in and it's pure Reiki, but how I incorporate it into my personal practice is that I, um, and I'm, I'm telling off on myself, if anybody has gotten a reading with me, now you're going to, you're going to learn what I do before I get online with you. I Reiki the deck. I send the energy through the deck. Mm. And I also, I put the symbols on my hands, you know, and there are symbols in Reiki that, you know, you practice and right. I mean, you're not, you're not supposed to really share them, but folks have them all online now, but I do the chakra, 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 and I ha I put them on the palms. I put the symbols on the palms of my hands and then I seal it by clapping. So that's what I do before. And that way I've got the energy in my hands. When I touch the deck, it's there. And that's how that, that's how I use Reiki for myself and how I combine it with my tarot practice. That's amazing. I've never heard yeah. of that, but I think that's so unique and I've gotten Reiki myself and yes, I'm a believer as well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no skepticism yeah. here about that. Yeah. Um, and remember the energy is flowing through everything and you can use it for, you know, different objects or whatever. And that's why, that's why I use it in my, for my tarot deck. And I just, I Reiki my deck. So Sage and any Palo Santo, or it's just mainly like um, to climb certain okay, things. here's another weird, weird thing that I do. I spray my hands with Florida water. Okay. I do that. I and love so, Florida water. Yeah. yeah so I, I spray my hands or, or spritz and then I breaky my hands and then I go from there. So I, I mean, I do use Palo Santo, but just in, you know, just cause I'm, I'm Southern. I use the Florida yeah. water too. That's my thing, you know? So yeah. yeah. And that gives me my connection to home and to, you know, being from the South. And that's, that's what I do. So you're originally from Tennessee. I'm a, I, 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 I'm from oh, did Memphis. I mess up? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. You didn't mess up. Okay. No. See, I tell folks, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. Cause you have Tennessee, which does all this weird stuff. Like, you know, you've got folks banning books and stuff and all that. Tennessee. Oh, I know. And you got Memphis, which is forward moving, <laughs> forward thinking. It's, it is Different. in Tennessee, but we kind of, we, we kind of say, you know what? Those folks over there, I mean, Nashville is cool. Knoxville, cool. Chattanooga, yeah. Are y'all okay? But the rest of it, we're kind of like, hmm. You can have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, barbecue is cool if you're into that, but the rest of it, y'all can, you know, keep it over there. So, yeah, I mean, it's a running joke, but yeah, I, I am from Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, so how did you end up in Switzerland? I think that's so amazing. I've been wanting to go there myself. Oh, gosh. To tell the truth, following a man. <laughs> Just We've to be <laughs> Why not? Hey, why not? Following a man. And then we, yeah. we broke up and, you know, I was working here and I had a, you know, have a career and I just decided to stay and said, okay, let me just make my life here and see what happens. So yeah, everything has turned out great. Amazing. And I know that when well, they have universal health care 
and <laughs> yeah, you got healthcare. You get yeah, the educate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have that. You know, it's not all puppies and kittens and flowers here. I will say that, but like the basics, yeah. they've got that covered. But you still have, you know, of course, you have. In some instances, you 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 do have the xenophobia. Of course, there's an issue with racism mm -hmm. here, depending on where you are. The women's suffrage movement here in Switzerland, people are shocked when I tell them that women were granted the right to vote federally in 1971, I believe, 1970 or 1971. But it wasn't until 1991. Wow. Wait, yeah, it wasn't until 1991. And this is when the federal government had to step in that women all across the country were uh, had the right to vote. You had one county that said, no, no, we don't want to do that. And women did not have the right to vote. That was 1991. <laughs> wow, so, I had yeah, no idea. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of folks say, oh, Switzerland is great. Yes, yeah, Switzerland has a good marketing department in the, you know. The, they do. It's that, yeah. But there are a lot of issues going on here too. Wow. So actually, that, like, that leads me to another question I have. What's been your experience as a Black woman living there? Like, have, have you felt like it's similar to the U.S., more challenging, or there are some pluses that we don't have here? It depends on the day. And it's very oh, interesting because I yeah. gave, uh, I, I may even do this talk again. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. During the Modern Witches Conference, I actually did a talk about where I, I talked about my experience here as a black woman in Switzerland. And I juxtapose that with James Baldwin's essay, Stranger in the Village. When he stayed here in the 1950s, he stayed in a town called Leukabad, Switzerland. And he talked about his, his experiences as a black American in Switzerland in the 1950s. And so in my talk, I sort of overlaid the, uh, the major arcana over his exactly. experiences and then compared them to mine. So that's one thing. And then again, I, I'm going to do that talk again, I promise. I just need to get my schedule together. But in terms of experiences here, it's not the racism as in like what you have in the States. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly like that. But on the other hand, there are things that I have gone through where my parents went through in the 50s. Because, you know, folks here, at least in the German speaking area where I used to live, they were not used to seeing people of color. And, you know, you would get asked these really weird questions and you'd go, what did you go to school? What is going on with you? Why do you not know these things? And 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 so on and so yeah. forth. But it's 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 the racism is different. I would never say there is no racism here. And I think that's where a lot of, especially Black Americans, we, we get disappointed when mm -hmm. we get over here and then we realize we're facing the same thing, even, even, even worse. Because it wasn't until people started speaking out, there were things that are illegal in the States that you could do here. For example, mm -hmm. you have to put your picture on your resume here. And businesses had the right to say, okay, I don't want a black person working here. Throw the resume out. That was not against the law. And even still, I'm not exactly sure if that has been uh, addressed yet. But you could complain about it, but there was nothing you could do because there was no, there, there was nothing against it. Right. You have businesses and corporations that have the right to do that just by looking at you. No, I don't want this person here. This person doesn't exude Swissness and that type of thing. <laughs> yeah that's it's like 
I don't want to call it microaggressions, but it's yeah, it's it's not micro. It's, it's some big aggressions when they, <laughs> not, when yeah, they yeah, 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 exactly. When they throw out your CV because you know they just say no, I don't want a black person working here, and it's my right to say that. That's pretty gosh darn macro. I will say yeah, that's yeah. macro. So yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. So I'm sure there was like hair touching and like all that. There was hair touching. Stuff going there on. was skin yeah. touching, butt touching. I've had oh, that just yeah. going on vacation to Europe, yeah. not Switzerland, yeah. but like just yeah. going on vacation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. Just it's like they think they have uh, the right to mm-hmm. touch you. I was in Germany one time in Würzburg and I bought a bottle of wine and a gentleman came out from behind the counter. And at the time I had locks and he just grabbed my locks and started pulling them. And he said, oh, das ist echt das hot. And I was like, yeah, das ist meine hot, das ist stupid light. And I, sorry, I slipped into German, but he was saying it's real hair. And I'm like, yeah, it's real hair. And I had to grab his hand and pull it and take mm-hmm. his thumb and pull his thumb back to get his hands out of my hair. And he thought absolutely nothing about just pulling, no. pulling my hair to see if, to see if my hair was real. Americans do that that ish too <laughs> americans will do that too but not I've had to it the at point, work yeah yeah but not to the point of like this type of they yeah. wouldn't pull it and yank it in there like where it's like just, you're in pain exactly there there is that type of aggression here where they just oh uh, you know is that real they don't think or maybe they do yeah. think and they're just thinking the wrong thing well they don't think we're human that's something that you Except, do like a, a cat or a dog yes yes Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like in terms of that, they're sort of they're they're kind of behind about 50 years or so. And I will Lord. say this and then we can we can switch the topic. I think yeah. one of the reasons why Switzerland is behind in that aspect, I'm going to say it has something to do with World War Two. The thing is, you had Switzerland was neutral. All right. But of course, you have Germany, France, all these other countries that were not neutral and they had in a roundabout way because of the war, they had experiences with other other cultures. They had different troops coming into their countries and they could see different people. Switzerland didn't have that. And so Mm. that's why Switzerland is like this Island because, because it was quote unquote neutral and really they weren't neutral, but neutral in terms of having the troops coming in, they didn't experience the folks bringing in different cultures, different types, different ways of living, so on and so forth. That also lends itself to why women were held back because women weren't going into the factories. They weren't going in and, and, and mm-hmm. taking up the jobs that the men had because they were off to war. So there's a historic, there's a historic reason for all this. Wow. I yeah. learned something new today about, about Switzerland. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Consider yourself So you born. mentioned, <laughs> thank you. No, I, okay. I need that. I mean, I've yeah. been to Europe, like, but mm-hmm. not that, that country, but I've okay. had that experience, like literally walking on the street and I was wearing like locks and so like some old man, like yeah. coming and like grab, yeah. They grab grab Portugal. Yeah. And I was just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yes, no, sir. So yeah, it's awful. So you mentioned you were in corporate, which might end up getting us back on the topic of race Yeah, Dapa, anyway. sorry, y'all. Okay. So, okay. sorry. I mean, yeah. two Black women were chatting, so. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's the way it is. You mentioned you were in corporate. So how did you transition from being in corporate to what you're doing now? What I'm doing now. I, you know, in a nutshell, 
I have to thank my, my, my now husband for saying something to me. And my time in corporate was, was rough, especially here in Switzerland. It was, it was rough. And he, we were talking and, and he said, you know, honey, you're not going to like it when I say this, but you were at this company in corporate. It didn't work out for you. You didn't like it. You were in this uh, corporation. You didn't like it. It didn't work out. You left. You were here. It didn't work out. You didn't like it. You left. Yeah. Why are you spending so much time trying to make something work when it's obvious it's not it's not for you? The universe is trying to direct you in another in another way. And he said, I have a I have a sneaky suspicion you would be a lot more happier if you just went ahead and did what you loved. And it wasn't as easy as, you know, that Hallmark thing. Oh, just do what you love. It's not that I run an actual mm -hmm. business. This is a business. I am registered. You know, I got taxes. I got so, so all of that. So I had to just take that leap and trust myself. But I will say, you know, being sick and tired of being sick and tired that went into it. I will say that I do miss the money. I made some good money in corporate, but I also realized that I spent some good money in corporate because I wasn't happy. And what I was doing is that I would make the money and then I'd go out and compensate. I had a crappy day at work. Let me go down on Bonhoeffstrasse and see what's on sale. Let me get this bag and let me get these shoes. And I had closets full of stuff still do have some stuff, but I had closets full of stuff that I thought would make me happy. And it was none of that was making me happy. And that's when I finally said, you know, it can't be about the money because I'm spending so much money because I'm unhappy. I'm not saving anything anyway. So I might as well do what I want to do and make some money. And because I am fulfilling myself spiritually, I don't have to go out and, and go and try and spend some money just to make myself happy. And that was my thought pattern. That's wow. That's so profound. So you just, you just quit. Like you were like, this is my notice. Bye-bye. I, at the last <laughs> company, the, the last company that I was at. And again, if anybody's watching it, it wasn't y'all. Okay. It was just the situation, but I was offered another contract and I looked at it and the money was in it. And finally I said, you know what? No, this isn't working for me. And I, I, let me say this, I'm over 50. So my, you know, I'm in, in a little bit of a different position. I can understand if you're 20, 30 going on and, you know, you're trying to build up your career. Right. You're trying to do what you need to do. And I, I, I wouldn't say just up and quit your job with that. Don't do that. I think in my case, being 50 years old and when I left that last job, okay, I'm 50 two now. So when I left that last job, I was, I had turned 50 when I just said, okay, I'm wow. going to do this. So having, you know, I was like, okay, I'm 50 years old. I am half a century old to put it bluntly. Do I still want to be on the train almost in tears saying this is not my life and I don't want to do it. And then, mm -hmm. you know, getting to work, going in the bathroom and dabbing my eyes and trying to make sure I'm okay. And then mm -hmm. going into an office and, 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 and faking it for eight hours. And also I'm 50. If I was going to get one of those high up jobs in a corner office, it would have happened by now. 
And I had to, and I was, I had to be very hard and blunt with myself with that. If I was going to be a CMO, a chief marketing officer or whatever, it would, it would have happened five years ago. So since that wasn't working out and my love was for tarot and that's where, you know, I, I could feel a shift in myself each time I picked up a tarot deck, each time I worked on my blog, Stay Woke Tarot, and I was writing about tarot. I had coworkers, you know, when they found out I read tarot, would pull me over to the side and, hey, during lunch, can you do a reading for me? You know, when that started, you know, when that started happening, I was like, you know what? I'm being sent a message. And that's, and that's what it was. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'll be inspiring for anyone that's listening, but especially younger women, women of color who are feeling those same frustrations. Cause you're basically talking about my story as well too. And I'm sure a lot of people, women were just tired of being treated, you know, a certain kind of way in the workplace. So we're tired. We're tired. And one thing I need to, I'm going to say one other thing about corporate and being a black woman in corporate. This doesn't go for every single corporation, but now, you know, we're hot. They, everybody wants to want a black woman on staff, you know, get, get a black woman. And I can't prove it, but I have a feeling that some of these HR people, they know how hard we work. They know that when you get a black woman in there, she's, you know, they, they know that they have to work, you know, 120% to get 80%. I just was saying this the other day. <laughs> They know how to work and they'll take and, less and they'll take and they will take less because they're grateful. They're grateful to be working for this brand. You know, they're grateful for that. It's going to look so good on their LinkedIn profile. Let's just get one in here. And yeah, I mean, I'm being cynical and sarcastic, but it's it's true. It's true, yeah. I think, you know, at least in my, in, in my point of view. So yeah. oh, same, that's a little with me. Yeah. 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 You're not saying anything that's not my truth as well, or the yeah. truth I'm sure of anyone listening. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's really inspirational that on the other side of making that leap, you can have some success. So, I mean, and you that, have this amazing book. Yeah. <laughs> Getting to that to because, oh, you know, and that's, that's connected. When I said no to that mm-hmm. that contract from that company, I uh, just to let you know the story of, and here's the book, The Numinous Tarot Guide, and yeah. a way to read the cards. Yeah. The story was that, um, you know, I still wanted to write and I wanted to focus on my blog, but I also wanted to write for, you know, websites and platforms that you know, I connected to. And Ruby Warrington of the Numinous was, you know, one of the people I sort of, I, I looked up to and I would read the posts on the Numinous and I contacted Ruby and I just said, Hey, look, I'm a writer. I write about tarot. If you ever need someone to write an article or something like that, please, Hey, I'm here. And to make a long story short, we connected. I started doing videos. I did card of the month. And so I was the official, you know, tarot reader in residence. And I kid you not, I said no to the company. And I would say maybe two or three weeks later, I hooked up with Ruby and maybe about a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks after I hooked up with Ruby, she contacted me and said, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? And she said, you know, I was, I got a hold of a deal. I was contacted by this, this uh, publishing company. They're asking, do I know anyone who writes about tarot? And we both just looked at each other like, <laughs> oh my God. And that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, 
sometimes you have to make that leap so the universe has room to pour what it wants for you in there. Because if you're in the middle of a whole bunch of mess, there's no room. If I had been yeah. at that company, I probably would have said no. I would, I probably would have said, you know what? I'm working full time. I don't have time, but there I created, I created that space and that's what happened. Thank you for listening to the black moon Lilith rising podcast. I would love for you to check out my free horoscopes now offered in our editorial section, the coven. I also invite you to join our mailing list to receive a free gift an alchemist guide to black moon Lilith. I also want to mention my beloved tribe, Black Moon Lilith Collective, and that it's open all year long now for enrollment. You can learn more about these beautiful offerings by heading to lilithastrology.com. So what exactly is Black Moon Lilith Collective? Well, this is my exclusive online streaming platform and community dedicated to elevating and empowering the collective through astrology, alchemy, and the esoteric arts. This content features in-depth video horoscopes, community, workshops, and more. So we dive deeper than your typical astrology app. Not only does this include content from me, but we also have an amazing panel of expert practitioners contributing each month. I hope to see you in the tribe. That's so beautiful. And um, shout out to Ruby. Yes. Hi, Ruby. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Love Ruby. But that's, I mean, that's how this book came about. That's how the Numinous Tarot guy came about. Uh, creating an opening and then things just started happening. So. So beautiful. Yes. Creating space that is like, that's one thing I think a lot of people who they may not know about spirituality or creation, conscious creation, manifestation, creating space is actually saying yes to the things that you want. Because mm -hmm. same, same here, like, if you don't create that space, you're not going to be able to even have the energy to do it. So right. just a little, a little, right. Tidbit, Tid for everyone tidbit for people out there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, create the space. Mm -hmm. um, so in the tarot guide, or I guess like in general, what's your favorite card or the card that really speaks to you out of all, all the cards? That's, I, you know what? That is so hard. It is so hard to say. It really is. I mean, I, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. You know, if you, if there's I, a few. That's okay. It's a few. You know, I think. I think since we are recording this in Aries season, I'll, I'll say the emperor right now because the emperor is connected to Aries season and the emperor, it, it, it's about creating boundaries. Well, you know, the emperor is about, you know, you do have that patriarchal aspect of it and my way or the highway, but the sort of the aspect of the emperor that I like is about creating boundaries. And that can also mean saying no. Like, no, this doesn't go in my, you know, space that I have created. I don't want this. And so it's about saying no to this so you can say yes to something else that's coming. And so I think the story that I wrote about the emperor is about saying no. I mean, I can read it if you would like very quickly because it's a quick yes. story. And so it's about yes, it's the totally. emperor. You can see here if, we're, if somebody's watching. Um, so here's the entry for the emperor. Your phone buzzes. It's that friend, the one who calls you whenever they need something, which is at least once a week. 
Sometimes they just want to vent and know you'll happily lend your ear. Well, maybe not happily, but you listen anyway because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Setting boundaries has never been your strong point when it comes to your friend. Actually, setting boundaries has never been a strong point in many aspects of your life. But today is different. You're working late because you have a deadline. You're tired. You want to go home. Being a sponge for somebody else's stuff is exactly what you don't need right now. The phone continues to buzz and you finally answer. But instead of your normal reply, you stop, take a breath and say, actually, and so the story ends there. And, and the thing about the emperor is there's this energy of saying no, this energy of protecting your boundaries and even protecting your, your spiritual boundaries too, making a safe space, a safe place for yourself so you can do what you need to do or just get some rest. So the emperor, at least for right now, what we're going through, I think it's a pretty good card. That's so true. It, it's because it's connected with the energy of Aries. And so it's Aries chooses themselves usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chooses the, Exactly. They choose themselves yeah. and, and it's taking, it's taking on that type of, that. yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's a story that I needed because, you know, I'm an Aquarius sun, well, Aquarius sun and moon, liberal rising, but the Aquarius sun and moon, I'm like for the community. I'm more for the community than I am like one-on-one. And yeah. I had to learn how to say just no, just to conserve my energy. Yeah. So that's a, that's a special part of this. I have more, but the emperor sort of stands out. Um, yeah. So speaking of your rising sign, you're, you're really flowing with my questions. I love it. Mm. So you're Libra rising. And I noticed that you have a beauty business as well. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I'm a Scorpio and I stalk. So. Oh my God. Okay. Well, it's not, I mean, I'm a it's, freak myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's, it's not a, a, well, you know, I trained as a makeup artist yeah. and, um, that was part of the, when I started and it was in the last job because I did both. I, I worked full time. And then with a colleague of mine, we went to this makeup school. And let me just say here in Switzerland, they love their certifications. It is very hard to jump in and stop doing, start doing something if you don't have some type of certificate. So we went to an actual makeup school and I got my certification. And so I'm a quote unquote certified makeup artist. Now, the bad part about it is that that happened right before the pandemic. You know, oh, so you don't, yeah, you know, it's, hard. You, it's yeah. kind of hard, you know, being in somebody's face, you know, doing makeup, but yeah, that's the other side of, of what I'm doing. I mean, I, I will have to admit that tarot at right, right now at this point is 98.9% of what I'm doing and the being an MUA, that's something that, you know, I'm trying to build and, and, and build back up. So yeah, but yeah, I have, if you want to call it a beauty business, I guess you could, you could call it that. Cool. Well, what's your favorite makeup tip or makeup secret? Oh, okay. A red lip will make you look like you're ready for anything. A red lip is actually, it's, it, you can wear it with a t-shirt or you can wear it with a shirt like I have on, but always do, if you need, if you're feeling tired or if you have to be on camera and you got bags under your yeah. eyes, do a red lip. Because that'll take the emphasis off. Also, blur it. it. I love sometimes if you have too sharp of a line and if you are of a certain age, 
Um, having too sharp of a line on a red lip will it'll it'll put emphasis like if you have wrinkles or something that's going on or it 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 makes it look it makes you look mm. a little bit too harsh and so what i do is i take a q tip and i sort i kind of blend that line going around my mouth to make it look softer and to make it a little bit more like frenchy kind of blurred like what the what the french girls mm. like to do so those are two of my tips i love that so you just take a q tip and like Along right the line, because to, right, it just yeah. to blur it a little bit to give give your lips a little bit of softness, because if you have that line, it, it, it a red lip is great, but it can make you little make you look a little bit harsh. So it softens it, it up a little bit. Yeah, just to soften it. So just go go around your lip line. Is there a favorite red that you like, like a brand? Right now, my favorite red is NARS Power Matte in Don't Stop. That's what I am wearing right now. I have tried, you know, everybody is, a, we're going so off the topic of tarot, but that's okay. I, have I like tried, beauty, that's why. <laughs> I know, okay. Everybody and their mother has tried Ruby Woo. And they, I've tried. I, I love Ruby, that one. I, but see, I've tried it and tried it and tried it. And I don't know if it's because the, the uh, that undertone, I think it's a little bit orangey. I, I'm not exactly sure, but it does not, that does not work for me. Mac Red works for me, but my favorite go-to is this power mat. Love it. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing that. I'm gonna check You're that welcome. out. Okay, check it out. Check I have it out. I have a power mat, but it's in another. It's like a pinky fuchsia-ish type color. But I okay, that try that. Try try the. It's in its. Don't stop. That's the name of it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. So, if you could share a nugget of wisdom. Just in general, it can be about tarot. It can be about being a black woman. How, however, you whatever works works for you. What would it be? Okay. Well, I'll share two. One is about tarot. You have to learn the rules to break the rules. I have nothing against people reading tarot using their own way. I mean, a lot of this is just it. A, a lot of it is my interpretation, but I think you can. You can learn a whole lot more if you learn the rules, because if you have to argue with somebody, you know what they're talking about. It doesn't mean that you agree with them. It means that you can call them on your stuff because you have read the quote unquote rules of tarot and you can you can have a, a doggone good argument. But if you if you say if somebody pulls a priestess. And they get on you about, well, you're not reading the high priestess the way it's supposed to be. You can say, look, I know that those two columns represent Boaz and Joachim, and those are supposed to be the entrance the, the, uh, on the Temple of Solomon. I know that. I just don't read that way. I mean, and that it gives your argument a little, it, it, it lets people know that you have researched enough to say, you know what, I know this. It just doesn't work for me, so I'm going to go this way. And and I think people, I I some people may uh, I mean they don't get mad at me, but when I tell them learn the rules, they're thinking, oh you you mean learn the patriarchal stuff? No, it's not about that. It's just learn how stuff was put together so you know how to take it apart. So that's my first tip. The second tip is, and I say this a lot, perfection is the enemy of greatness. And what I mean by that is if you wait until, it, it, and this goes for a lot of things, if you wait until you have everything perfect or set or whatever before you go and start doing what 
you are here to do, you're going to be waiting so long. I mean, just just get on with it. If it's something or something out there that you want to do, get on with it. Don't wait until it's per nothing's perfect. And that's one thing where for me, social media can be kind of gnarly. Oh, <laughs> it can be gnarly because there's this oh, thing yeah. about perfection on there and these these flat lays that people are doing or whatever, which are gorgeous. But even with my um with my Instagram feed, I tried with that scheduling where you have like a saying here and a card here than a saying here and then, you know, mm. and getting all of it. And I never posted anything because I was too, I was trying to plan too much. And it's like, you know what, just post, get on with it. It doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's fine. And so that's my second tip. I, I love both of those tips. Yeah, and yeah, actually yeah. something I, I needed to hear right now. So thank yeah. you. It's, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, and I keep getting yeah. these ads. I don't even know who this person is, but about, you know, how your Instagram feed is supposed to look. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Come so the on. best posts I've ever, or most performing posts I've ever done was like, I look like a hot mess, no yes. makeup. And I didn't even, I was like, what? Yes. That has happened to yeah. me. Like the, what the, yeah. the, the videos or whatever I've done, what I'm looking like just completely like I just yeah. fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch going down. I mean, it looks like, and, and people love it. And I'm like, well, geez, Louise. Wow. You're okay. Let me just go ahead and get on with it. So that's my, I think it's like the energy you're going into it with, because it's, it's just kind of like, you're releasing the resistance. Like you're like, this is it. You don't like it. I really don't, <laughs> don't care. I mean, it's, you know, um, <laughs> you, you really don't, it's, you know, it's, it's not that you don't care. It's just that you care, but you can't let that caring stop you. So it's like, yes, I care. Yeah, but I got something I need to do. Yeah. 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 Love that. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So where is the best place to purchase the book? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I hope the publisher isn't listening because, you know, they push Amazon. All right. And, and yeah, okay. And that's fine. You know, if it's, if it's best for the folks out there to purchase off of Amazon, go ahead and do it. If, if Amazon is okay for you, you can also order the book from your independent bookseller. There are booksellers out there that would love to have your business. So just get the ISBN number, send it to them and say, can you get this book in? There are independent booksellers who are selling this. So just ask your independent bookseller, you know, the one that you like either online or in your town, if they don't have this in, just ask them to order it or you can order on Amazon if that, if, if that's what you want to do. Yes. And where okay. can everyone find you on the interwebs? Okay. On the interwebs, my website is staywoketarot.com on Instagram. Okay. Wait, let me start preaching. Stay woke tarot, not stay woke tarot reader not stay woke tarot with the uh, with a zero where it is you know y'all look y'all and the other thing is no sh i have to be careful saying this because i do know that there are astrologers and tarot readers who do business by dm on instagram i have a yeah. question for all y'all why don't do that it doesn't take that much to get a website just get your one page and get an email or something and just put it on there where people can contact you. But any reputable spiritual business person is not going to drop into your DMs 
and yeah. say grand rising. I looked at your picture and something, something, something or what else? Whatever. That's not going to happen. But Stay Woke Tarot, that's me on Instagram. That's me on Twitter. And also staywoketarot.com. That's my website. Thank you so much. And yes, thanks for the disclaimer. It's been awful what we've, <laughs> what we've been going through. I just battled one this morning and yeah, told everyone. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I've, I've seen a lot of the community getting this. And so, yes, keep a lookout, everyone, because it's it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Rashonda. I'm you so grateful are to have so you on. Hey, buy the book, The Newman's Tarot yeah, Guide. Buy it. Yeah, new way to read the cards. Yeah, help me with my pension. Thank you. All right. Yes. <laughs> Plus, so, it's an amazing book, guys. So it'll teach you. you a lot more about your tarot practice, if that's something you're into, what each of the cards yeah. mean. Mm -hmm. And it really ha has helped elevate my practice. So I'm definitely, I had to have you on. <laughs> wow. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, Rosanda. And we'll, we'll catch all of you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I invite you to discover LilithAstrology.com and sign up for email to receive my free guide, An Alchemist's Guide to Black Moon Lilith. Until next time.